Good morning, everyone, and welcome to this edition of Freeman Means Business Wonder Women in Business podcast. Everyone has a story, and we love to amplify the voices of those women whose stories are moving, meaningful, and compelling. I'm super excited to welcome today a guest who's a friend of mine, uh, a mutual friend. She was introduced to me by a good, good friend. In fact, that friend was my very first podcast guest ever, uh, 250 some odd episodes ago. So today we welcome to the show, Ilanit Meckley. Ilanit, welcome. Thank you so much for having me. I'm super excited to have you on. I'm glad that Pam introduced us. Did you know that Pam Cohn was my very first podcast guest? I did not. That is incredible. What a very small world. Yes, yes. She's amazing. She used to live in Seattle and she's now out in uh, Peoria. So um, we still keep in touch. She's a, a really wonderful woman. And I know you two are peers and support one another mightily on social media. Yeah. I see you everywhere. Why don't yeah. you tell us a little bit about yourself? Sure. Well, I live in Houston um, and I am an independent project management consultant. I specialize in the healthcare industry. So really what my mission is, since I graduated from college with my bachelor's degree in business, and I had that moment of, um, okay, I have, I have a college degree now, what do I want to do with my life? And, um, and, and I was uh, talking to my long-term boyfriend, who is now my husband, and he was trying to help me figure out what to do with my life. I guess he was my first coach. Um, and uh, we, we came to this conclusion and I realized that everything in my life, everything that I really want to do is I, I want to help clinicians do what they do best, which is take care of patients um, so that they don't have to worry about where are the supplies, they don't have to worry about administrative processes in their practices. And this is just from personal experiences that I had that whenever I had to go to the doctor or a family member had to go to the doctor, there were just all of these things, these things that were happening that took time away from the actual clinical care. And then I found out there was a career for this with hospital administration and healthcare administration. So I went and got my MBA and also a master's in health administration from Penn State University. And after that, I worked as a healthcare consultant with PricewaterhouseCoopers, moved to Houston and worked at one of the uh, largest hospitals here in town when, uh, with the largest trauma center. I worked with nursing leaders to really help understand their business and their operational practices. And then I worked as a project manager at Baylor College of Medicine here for five years. And I had the opportunity um, personally, we, we took the plunge and I opened up my solo practice to really help bring um, process improvements, performance improvements to all sorts of healthcare organizations. I really wanted to get back closer to work that would impact more directly um, the patients that are going through our healthcare system. 
That's so. such a wonderful vocation and calling. And you sound so excited about it that it's definitely um, your passion comes through, right? So I'm sitting here thinking about all this great work you've done and with you know these remarkable entities. Um, and I have a couple of folks I wanna introduce you to. So remind me after the show to send warm email introductions. I think um, these people would be delighted to know you and Thank to learn you. more about what you do. Thank um, you. Well, you've had a, quite a career already, and I know that you're not anywhere near done, um, but has there been something along the way that's been what you call your proudest professional accomplishment? My proudest professional accomplishment has, I really think has been when, when I submitted my resignation letter so that I could go solo. And I say that because it was a bit bittersweet. The people I worked with were wonderful and my work there was wonderful, but I call it my proudest professional accomplishment because I felt like it was sort of the, the coming together of what I wanted to do professionally and personally um, and to be able to grow. And so, all of the steps that I had taken professionally and the personal growth I had done had kind of melded together into that moment. And it was really sort of a, if I don't do this now, I may regret it forever. And I want to be able to set that example for my children. And so um, I, I, would, I want to see that as a very positive experience that I had was kind of getting to that point and having that courage, which, you know, it's, it's, a, it's a daily, I, I need a daily pep talk to myself <laughs> um, and, and having that courage of um, really uh, being able to forge my own path based on everything that I know and how do I continue to grow so that I can really serve the needs of others. So that's probably what I would call my proudest professional accomplishment. Very courageous of you. Um, you know, they say when one door closes, another one opens. I say when you close one door, you open another. So make it active voice. Uh, let me ask you this. Has someone been a mentor to you or did you have a sponsor? Um, I've been fortunate to have a lot of mentors. Um, I would say probably my my found. My, my biggest mentor, and, and I am sure there are so many people who say this and it's a cliche, but I have to say it's been my mom and my dad actually, um, who have mentored me. Uh, actually, I uh, had a conversation with my mom this morning as she was mentoring me this morning. Um, seeing my, my parents are both immigrants and they're actually immigrants two times over. They first immigrated to Israel and then they immigrated to this country. And just growing up and watching them, you know, literally forge their own paths, um, figure out how do all of the systems work and also how to make sure that my sister and I are successful in everything that we do. Um, they really have served as mentors. My dad is the visionary and my mom is much more of the, uh, the activator. Um, and put the two together, I think is a good combination. And um, they have provided me with tremendous advice and support. And what I really appreciate now as a mom is that they have always um, put my sister and me, they've always positioned us in situations where we can be successful. That's and, so wonderful. Yeah. They sound like the perfect couple. 
you have the the strategist and the tactician right there yes i have to remind them that they are the perfect couple <laughs> uh, but but i think that they really are in their shining moments they really really are and so and i take that i internalize that very deeply now with with my children i have four children and they are not alike at all so what works for one does not necessarily work for the other and so i i'm consciously thinking of how you know putting making sure that i put them into situations where they're both challenged and also successful and frequently you know as a young child would say oh i can't do that i would say well let's work through it. You know, mama's not going to put you in a situation that you cannot do. So you can do this. You may have to figure out how to do this, but you can do it. And so I think I, I strongly believe that that comes from my parents who have set that foundation. And then from, from them, they have been able to put me in situations where I have met incredible mentors. Um, and my last boss was an incredible mentor. I learned so much from her. Um, and so I've been fortunate in that regard to, to have mentors who help me see the vision and craft that vision and also give me tactics to be successful in, in achieving that, the vision. Awesome. Well, it sounds to me like you're using your project management skills to parent as well. So <laughs> when you have that many kids who are all different in every way, that, that means you have to really be on your toes. So Good for you. Good for you. Let me ask you, how do you think that we can um, support women in business and lift one another up? That is a really great question. Um, now that I am a woman in business, I think it cannot be overstated how important it is to receive supportive messages, to hear supportive messages. And supportive messages um uh, can run the gamut from you know make it a great day you know something very like something that you could see on a hallmark mug or a card and and there's certainly place for that but also supportive messages that go deeper than that that really speak to whatever that individual's needs are at that moment so whether it's a nugget of professional development or whether it's um you know, hey, uh, you know, maybe we can approach it in a different way, or have you tried this, or um, maybe you can come and train a group of people or in some way, like really focusing on that person's strengths. Um, I would say that I find that incredibly helpful to hear supportive messages and to hear about the individual contributions that I can bring to the table. That probably also speaks to a little bit of imposter syndrome that many people suffer from. But then I remind myself again of that image uh, that I know has been floating around social media of the bread aisle in the grocery store. There's so many different types of bread. So if, if, if another bread company thinks they can make bread, <laughs> and compete with the 50 brands of bread that's out there already, then, then there's room for me too. Awesome. Uh, I love that yeah. you feel that way because that's what, you know, the name of the game is collaboration, not competition. And if the message is so important <clears throat> and the one that I um, definitely preach always is very important, I say it should be told in many different languages. 
Um, mm -hmm. So awesome, awesome examples. <clears throat> Excuse me. What has been your biggest challenge or setback and how did you overcome it? <clears throat> um, probably my biggest challenge is myself, actually. Um, I think that I, I set barriers for myself or I set limitations for myself and, um, and don't pursue avenues that I probably could, that my mentors tell me that I could, or that I have the abilities to do, but I just don't do them because I am either too shy or I'm not confident in my abilities or, oh, I've never done this before, or I haven't been in that position before. I actually had this conversation with a client this morning uh, about, um, you know, making sure that I don't put limits on myself. So that is definitely a challenge is recognizing that I do have abilities and capabilities and, um, uh, the guidance that I give to my children, I need to listen to as well is that I'm in a position and just because I haven't done it before doesn't mean that I cannot. I just need to figure out a way to do this. There are people who are supportive of me and will help me do this. And I'm pretty sure there aren't people who want to see me fail. I don't think anybody wants to see anybody fail. So if I need help, I need to ask it early and I can figure out how to do something as long as I have the confidence to do it. And again, that's a daily pep talk that I need to give to myself. Uh, I have to say Google has been an incredible friend of, <laughs> you know, if I haven't done this particular thing, let me look it up on Google because I'm sure somebody else has and let me learn about it. So goodness. goodness. I love that about you. Your thirst, your thirst for knowledge. Um, so we have a lot of folks around here who quote Gavin Newsom a lot, as you might imagine. Um, and he, he gave this speech that talked about, you know, not too long ago, tweet was just what a bird would say, but now everything is so, um, you know, digitized and available and knowledge is so available and we need to learn how to manage all that information. And the beauty is that now we can engage in universal learning. Learning doesn't have to stop when you get your degree in college or your, you know, diploma in high school, you can learn forever. So right. um, my husband and I joke about Mr. Google all the time. Yeah. Uh, so I love that you said that. That's awesome. Well, um, has there been, you know, a surprise? Let, let me ask you this. So what is something surprising about you? Um, that maybe even people in your circle don't know, like maybe Pam doesn't know this. <laughs> um, there are a couple of things that are surprising. So number one, I actually really love public speaking. Awesome. And yeah, most, most people do not. Correct. And I totally get that. And I, I do, I really love it. And I actually, I very rarely use notes or prepare a speech. Um, it actually doesn't work for me when I try to, and I say, you know, well, everybody prepares a speech and that's the right thing to do. And I prepare the speech and then I don't use any of it. And it really jumbles up my thought process. So I, I actually love public speaking. So, so I think that's- Let me ask you, what are some tips and tricks about that? Because I too love public speaking, but as you know, we are a rare breed. Um, so what are some tips and tricks about how to, how to be better at it or how to embrace it or love it or combat imposter syndrome or what have you? Um, 
nothing, you know, nothing, you know, too, too difficult, but do you have a couple of tips you could share? Sure. I think that number one, it's important for people to remember that we're, at the end of the day, we're all people and the audience is so much more forgiving than we think. It yes. is so much more forgiving. It's, it's the neighbor down the street. It's a random person. We're at the end of the day, we're all human. I love and, that. um, and, and, and so nobody is judging nobody, everybody who's there is there because they, they want to hear what you have to say. So, so I love I that. That's a great that. tip because, um, reminds me of when I was young, I watched the Brady bunch and they were um, talking about, I think it was Marsha who had to give a speech and she was so nervous. And they were like, just imagine the audience that in their underwear, like we're all human, like, you know, we're all vulnerable. Mm -hmm. And the beauty of that um, advice is, is to remind you that you're courageous, you're up there, you're owning your story, but everyone in the audience has the same, um, you know, fears of public speaking or concerns. But when you embrace your vulnerability, it proves to be a strength. Wouldn't you say, I mean, that's along the lines of Brene Brown, her yeah. work, but um, I, I think that's beautiful and that's wonderful. We need to remember we're all human, right? Mm -hmm. I love that. Um, let me ask you this. Are you game for a part of the show that I don't announce in advance? It's called, the, and I think you will be based on what you just said, but it's called the wild card question. Sure. Awesome. So I have a box of 144 questions Oh my goodness. and I pull a card out of them and I just ask what's on the card. I hope the um, question is not what's for dinner because I don't know. <laughs> that's adorable. That's so, that's awesome. Look, if I had four kids <laughs> I was raising, I wouldn't know what was for dinner either. All right. So here's the question. What is something specific you want for this generation? Wow. That's a good one for a mom. Oh my gosh. Oh, what something specific I want for this generation. I want this generation to be able to ask the right questions and be able to search for the answers. Oh, and that's the most beautiful answer I've ever gotten to that question. Yeah, I, I feel very strongly about this. And, and this comes up all the time when my kids are doing reports is, is I don't want that. And as much as I love Google, which it is, I try to remind them and, and their school does this very well too. So that's a good partnership. I try to remind them that really Google is like a vast library. It's an encyclopedia. It's not, um, it's not somebody who is talking back. It's not going to know the meaning of their words. And so what they're learning when they're searching in Google or, or when I make them go to the library is you have to ask the right question. And if you're not getting the answer that you're looking for, then how do you change your question? So being able to search and not always uh, just going along with whatever the first search result gives them, because that may not be the right answer to their question. And they have to be able to discern that it's not the right answer or if it is, or if it's going to lead them to a different path. So having that ability to research and to ask and to really study the questions that they have, that's really what I want this generation to learn. I, I feel bad if all of the information they get is from a social media site like Facebook, or uh, if they just read 
headline and, and I and I uh, um, am part of this too that you know I, I scroll through my news feed and I just read headlines and then it's as though I read the whole article well that's not true and and I should not assume anything just because I read a headline and not the entire article so being able to go beyond the sound by beyond the 140 characters or so on and and dig deeper into the issue uh, I want to make sure I really would hate for this generation to lose the ability to search and find answers um, and, and think thoughtfully about I think life. that in the face of social media and fake news, we do run the risk of uh, younger people losing that curiosity that leads to research and finding facts and trusting primary resources. Um, I do believe, however, that there is a train that's left the station and that is they communicate through visuals and pictures. And uh, so there's so much left open to interpretation that to get them to um, manage all this information that's, that's out there and to be curious about the primary source is, is tough, right? So, mm -hmm. you know, primary sources are usually rather dry, text heavy, um, yes. you know, check the congressional record or, you know, yes. um, I don't know. I don't know that my 19 year old does that all too often, but hopefully he does. Um, and that's what I meant by, you know, there's no lack of information. It's just, you have to weed through it and comb through it to find fact-based. Right. So that was so powerful. I love that answer. That was really great. Um, well, let me ask you this. Um, I am fascinated by what you do in the healthcare industry. I have a couple of people I'd like to introduce you to. I think they would really value what you do and benefit from what you do and like you personally. So remind me after the show, send me an email and I'll introduce you to a couple of people I think would probably hire you. And also I'd like the audience to know that in our company, I, I, I am the owner of two companies. Uh, one of them you're very familiar with, the other you're not. I am seeing right now in my mind's eye opportunities for the work that you do and to promote you in a way uh, that my network will get to know you better beyond this podcast. So I'm really excited wow. about knowing you, having you in my professional circle and you know, growing this relationship and getting to know you better. Um, wow. You can't yeah. see this. I have a huge smile on my face. I'm, I'm <laughs> over here, but wow. <laughs> yeah. So I've been around quite a while. I have quite a huge network. I have about 17,000 followers and maybe 7,000 oh people in my database. I know that about 8,000 8, of, um, well, actually I would say I probably know at least half of the 17,000 that follow me. <laughs> Um, I know that's crazy, but I've lived all over the world and I've had senior positions and now I own my own companies, two of them, and they're doing well. And I'm so grateful that you're a part of them now. You're, you're wow. just such a great addition. Thank you. I can't wait to learn from you. I want to hear all about you, actually. <laughs> well, not, that's not for this show. It's all about you on this show, but I am honored and, and just feel really grateful to know you and grateful to Pam for introducing us. And I can't yes. wait to see you in action on behalf of my clients. So Thank you. Um, if you want to build your own client base and people want to be part of your network, um, how do they reach you? Like what if they wanna learn more from you, meet you? How do they get to know you? 
where can Absolutely. they find you? So I am on LinkedIn and I post frequently and I try to make um, project management concepts and healthcare issues really, um, uh, you know, very practical and down to earth so that they're meaningful and not just a bunch of jargon and acronyms. So if anybody's interested in how project management can improve their lives personally and professionally, follow me on LinkedIn. Uh, and I also have a website, www.notableproject.com um, that I designed myself. So that was another accomplishment of mine. <laughs> awesome. <laughs> You're amazing. You're Wonder Woman. Let me tell you. Um, you know, I see you on social all the time. You're, you own LinkedIn. I'm telling you, it's awesome. And the content that you share is is it's meaningful. It's, it's helpful, right? It's useful. It's applicable, right? It, um, it so, is. It is. Yeah. yeah. I find project management just to be, it, it, we, we all do project management things in our daily lives and our professional lives, and we just don't know it. And what I love about being trained in project management is that it provides a framework and it all starts to make sense and the pieces come together and say, oh, okay, that's why we do this or that's why I should be doing this because that will help me avoid these issues um, or it will help me to bring people together in a better way. And so, um, yeah, my I think know what I you, do. Um, I think of you as someone who makes sense of things and you take concepts and you make them into applicable you know actions right you tie it with a bow and then you're able to use meaningful tasks you know to get it done right you you yes. take us to to fruition yes 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 awesome. that is my goal well, I'm excited to have you on my team. I'm proud that, um, you know, I know someone with your skills because I am like your dad, not like your mom. <laughs> <laughs> I'm one of those big picture visionary. I dream it. I conceive it. Now let's go do it. Somebody else cross the T's and dot the I's. Um, but yeah, you need both, right? My business yeah. partner is, is more like you are. She's, she's definitely cross the T's, dot the I's and hear the tactics. Um, so we need each other, right? Yes, yes. Thank well, you very, so very nice meeting you. You're delightful. Is there anything Thank you'd like you. to say before we say goodbye? Um, well, I just, I'm looking forward. I think uh, just in terms of the healthcare system in this country, one of the lasting effects of this pandemic is going to be tremendous sea changes in our healthcare system that's going to impact us. And I, I have such a positive outlook. I am really looking forward to tremendous positive changes that we will experience soon. It's definitely, um, I told my husband this morning, I said, we should invest in any publicly traded hospital, any <laughs> publicly traded healthcare company, like any for the next, the rest of my days, that will be a booming market, not just to make it about money, but mm -hmm. um, it's definitely going to be, a need like I live in the world's largest biotech capital with we, we have 250 biotech companies in my city. Wow. And we watch the progress. My husband works with those people because he's the CEO of the city. Um, so we we see and hear what's going on what, before it hits the market. Right. Mm -hmm. um, and we can't invest in them, obviously. But, mm -hmm. um, you know, he it's fascinating just to, to see what was just inconceivable yes. 
only a couple years ago is now, you know, commonplace. Yes. Yes. And it does take the visionaries to have, to have the vision that just sounds so outrageous and like fiction and to make it a reality is just, it's mind blowing. And the speed at which it's happening, it's, it's tremendous. Yeah. Well, you're so wonderful. My cheeks are burning because I'm smiling so much. Thank you. Well, it's very nice to know you. I look forward to sharing your blog. I will um, put that up on my website probably in about a week and a half. Um, and then we'll share it on LinkedIn and then you can reshare it to your network. You are Thank such, you. Um, I, I would say you're a walking resource. You know, you're, you are a human um just a, re- a real resource. I mean, I, I, I nabbed onto you quickly when I got to know you and said, oh, she has to come work with us. She's amazing. Thank she will you. make, yeah, you're going to take the good work we do and make it great. Thank you. I'm so excited. Thank you so much for this honor. Well, you're terrific. And go figure out what you're making for dinner. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you so much. All right. Have a good day, everybody. Bye-bye. Bye.